we go. <laughs> Are you opening champagne in my office tissue? I mean, tarnished it. Cotish. This is a kale smoothie room only now. I'm celebrating another Toast Amazeballs year. I'm less than 12 months away from being Tish again, despite being as popular as the guy who wedged a ship in the Suez Canal. <laughs> but 2021 was supposed to be the start of the roaring 20s. Instead, the 20s screamed into a pillow. Claimed the PUP. Then after too many screw cap bottles of wine, went shopping online for nights out that would be shut down faster than a nativity play in terms of... Ah, remember level 5 lockdown after the OG disaster that was Michal's meaningful Christmas whereas I was very responsible. Uh, yeah, you spent January, February, March confusing people about schools making false promises about pubs and shops reopening air travel... That's was- just my method of staying relevant, dude. You have to speculate to headline bait. Journalists will print any rubbish I say without checking the facts. I suppose it could have been worse. Totes. In the States there was an actual insurrection like <laughs> <laughs> if this past year has shown anything it's that we can do as many shambles cronyisms leaks and u-turns we like and is. the most voters will do is moan to their taxi driver call liveline do a funny meme or emigrate God, I love this broken country. Like, Kelly Harrington is an Olympic champion and she has to go back to work in the shanky health service. Ew. Mayo beat the dubs and ended up with nothing. <laughs> you finished third in an election. Third? Yeah. Your approval ratings have collapsed. True. And you still finish up in power. That <laughs> is guess all the same. What a ledge bag. 2020 was a year of carnage and chaos in the United States. And by contrast, 2021 has been dull and dreary. People might have stopped cocooning, but politics became like the movie cocoon. Quite boring and all about an old man trying to act young. But on January 6th, things were looking a lot less cocoon and a lot more saving Private Ryan. A million people, that's the same number of votes I won the election by. They haven't invented a number bigly enough to count all the votes Again, it's unbelievable. A lot of people say that. Fight like hell to stop the steal. I can say whatever I want, believe me. What are they gonna do? Ban me from Twitter? Ban me from Facebook? I mean, come on. What looked at first like a wacky tour of Capitol Hill gone awry turned out to be a real attempted coup. It was put down. Trump flew off, leaving stains on democracy and also on the Oval Office carpet. President Joe Biden had the most Irish inauguration ever because Garth Brooks sang at it. Within months, though, his rating slumped faster than the man himself after 3pm. He stopped doing interviews after some of them sounded like this. Top of the morning to you. Mr. President, President, I want to ask you about your trillion dollar budget plan. Is that Brian McAdonavine from the Emerald Sun? Yes. Shiver me stir about it. Love to do an interview. Great. But the man on the moon says talking cabbage is a bunch of malarkey. Um, But I'll take me Air Force One coffin ship home to Mayo one day. Right. The old-fashioned way. Riddle with scurvy, lice, and hatred for the British. Oh. Sure, I have two of those already. And then came Joe Biden's biggest failure, the withdrawal from Afghanistan. See, didn't I tell you we'd get back to America's true values? Destroying developing nations. Good night, Irene. So my four years in the cauldron, still available from all good bookshops, are at an end. I'm coming home to Yorty's new technology correspondent. No more documenting the decline of democracy. Instead, I'll be interviewing the Facebook nerds who make a fortune from ending it. Brian O'Donovan, leaving the Washington correspondent gig as vacant as Joe Biden's stare when he forgets what room he's in. RT News. Well, yeah, uh, 
It's Des Cal here, and uh, what a year in sport 2020 has been. Uh, or 2021, actually, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. Everything's just sort of blurring into one unending nightmare. Or is that just me? Anyway, uh, we, we'll start with soccer, and Brian Kerr, former Irish manager and suspected taxi driver, is on the line to talk the beautiful game. Brian? Well, it wasn't beautiful watching the Melodian Internationals at the start of the year, Des. No. We couldn't even beat Qatar. Yeah. And then things got better, though, when Stephen Kenny told the players that passing is a thing that they can do. Yeah, that really helped. Yeah, we were 1-0 up against Portugal before Ronaldo scored two, about 27 minutes into injury time, yeah. which knocked Thierry Henry off the top spot of things are going to moan about to passengers in my cab for years to come. Yeah, now to the Euros. Yeah, we weren't involved there, which is probably why I enjoyed them, Des. Italy were deserving winners, but then the English lost, infected all of London with the COVID, and felt as sick as the England fan who put a flare up his jacksy. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, RTE shook up its punditry. People with notes actually talking about the match instead of ranting about Rod Little running away with young ones. Though Liam Brady is still there, making it as hard as possible for Richie Sadlier. And that is why my pie chat and algorithm shows the likely outcome of the whole tournament. But you can never write off the Germans, Richie. Now. Yeah, they just lost Liam 2 0. I mean, did you even watch the match? Uh, but you can never write off the Germans. There. They're out. They lost. <laughs> Liam's an awful pox. Yeah. Anyway, from Ole 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 to Ole Gunnar Gone Away. <laughs> uh, that link would have worked better earlier. Ole Gunnar Skoda. Yeah, Manuel. United, uh, all gone wrong for them this year, thank God. They're even involved with the controversial Super League. Remember that? Yeah. Wealthy clubs setting up their own league they can never be knocked out of. Terrible. It's the football equivalent of them business colleges where the stupid offspring of the rich get handed degrees, you know? What? But it fell apart faster than George's defence against the Irish women footballers. Ah, great year for the girls in green. Also, a great Olympics for Team Ireland in Tokyo 2020. Yeah, we won medals for Rowan Boats, which is no surprise considering it's just one way to emigrate off the island to a better future. <laughs> and also fighting. Boxing. One of our favourite pastimes after we've emigrated. <laughs> there were also new sports we became interested in, such as the pommel horse. Yeah. And although Although Ryan McLennaghan didn't win, for once our horse at the Olympics wasn't drugged. <laughs> yeah, thanks a million, Brian. Des, I left me meter running through all of this, so do you want to pay with cash or account? Ah, oh, here. Uh, Wash a year, shinners. Mm -hmm. Seems like just yesterday I was being crowned the People's Taoiseach, hanging with my Morris Street posse, doing the Macarena. Oh, good times. That was actually last year, Mary Lee. Oh. It's 2021, Mary Lou. Right. Almost 22, which means I only have a few hours left to eat this jar of olives before they expire. Shoshone, so so what did we do this year? What didn't you do? You wrote the Queen, you said sorry for Mountbatten, you went to New York. Gosh. Thank you, Louise, for reminding me of what a stone-cold legend I truly am. Aye. That's right. No wonder the Shinfluencers love me. Of course, it wasn't all smooth sailing. There was the whole database thing. There was the time the party activists posed as fake market research agency to poll voters. A pathetic attempt by the Spindo to tear us down. Aye. Like, is that all the dirt they had on us? <laughs> How are we supposed to inflate our ironic sense of victimhood <laughs> with poor efforts like that? Yeah. Exactly! Up the rat! 
<laughs> not quite the message, Cullinan. No. We're drifting towards the centre, remember? Well, not on my watch. Socialist tapas are to die for. Ugh. We dropped our opposition to the special cream court quicker than we dropped our entire dairy base. Aye. We're going to Fina fall harder than Hawhey. Sorry? She wasn't Pierce caught buying an office with cash. Oh, well, 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 no, and I assure you it was all above board, boss. Oh, relax, I don't care. Uh, I was more offended by you extending your house to nearly the size of mine. Oh. But if your back is against a wall, yeah. just do what I do. Right. Shout random tweetable slogans. Up the nurses. Apartments are homes. Uh, Irish unity. Don't ask me for any specifics. Up the dry rubs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Queen. Aye. Here's to 2022. Yes. Girl bossing the polls. Because we don't even have to win an election. Oh. You only get power when others lose. <laughs> yes. Happy New Year, you merry lunatics. Aye, happy New Year. <laughs> Callan kicks the year. They called it the Battle of the Barristers. A Dublin-based South by-election in July triggered when Owen Murphy resigned his seat. And what a legacy. As housing minister, homelessness soared over 10,000 even after he'd hidden loads more behind radiators. He leaves behind high-rise bill-to-let cuckoos, unaffordable housing and co-living. Well, I was radical. I was the first minister in years to rock a beard and the first to retire from politics with a full ministerial pension intact before I'm even 40. I was an absolute beast. Oh, man, I'm going to miss you, Murphs. <laughs> now I'm off to denuclearise the world, just like I de-housed Ireland. It also marked the exit of Leo Varadkar's last senior ally. The pressure was on to win an easy seat in the richest, most Finnegaly constituency of all time. Kate O'Connell was a shoe-in, but she once called Leo's friends choir boys. And in the Kylie world of sensitive Leo lovies, that's enough to have you shunned. Christ, oh, he had people trampled into the car park after heaves. I truly came of age in the wrong era. Kate O'Connell said she didn't feel welcome in a party led by Leo. Sure, they nearly presented me with a sod of turf to remind me I wasn't posh enough. They also gave me a bottle of red lemonade, a ride on lawnmower and a Westmeads JA jersey. And anybody who thinks I'm better is clearly just a nasty, jealous, leaky, little creep with no friends. And so Leo chose some dull fella whose name nobody remembers now. He was a barrister so bland he made Owen Murphy appear like Oscar Wilde. Meanwhile, Eamon Ryan was busy blocking Hazel Chu from being the candidate in his home patch of leafy latte bike lanes. I spend all my time and power fighting Hazel Chu. And people say I'm weak and constantly being railroaded by Mihal and Leo. So what does that say about Hazel? She must feel like a dead sheep being savaged by a cucumber. Hear my roar. <sighs> oh, that was a yawn. Sorry. So sleepy. Fianna Fáil ran a barrister landlady who kept a blog that weirdly slammed a Latvian's cooking. Welcome to Irish politics if you're just joining us. Jamiriam O'Callaghan was director of elections in his own patch that returned just 5% of number ones. The worst part of this disaster is that I can't blame Mihal genuinely, but I do plan to build from here. I'm already a senior counsel, so once I've made enough millions, I could become a judge. Woo! Fine Gael's campaign, run by Simon Harris, imploded, and Ivana Batchik, another barrister, finally won a dollar seat through no fault or effort of her own. Miha Lahan, blinking Morse code, begging to be released from the side of the road outside Leinster House. RTE Blues.
Right, you're listening to <laughs> Callan Kicks the Year. Yes. This is quiet Tommy Tiernan here. <laughs> here to talk about the year, which I thought was full of love. Do you know, do you agree with me, loud Tommy? No, quiet Tommy! Have they got to the bit about the walrus that landed in Kerry yet? No. <laughs> they hadn't seen a land in the kingdom with a horn on them like that uh-huh. and full of lard <laughs> since an awfully plumber became the first Rose of Trilly escort to shift all the American roses on the first night. Yahoo! I love this country! That's right. Because Ireland is a sort of wild poetic place. This pandemic's not over till the late, late Valentine's special returns. Yeah. Yahoo! Because Ireland is all about <laughs> romance, passion. No. Bedraggled love in a pair of trousers. No, it is about young ones packed into a studio and hosed down with Pinot Grigio and lube until they find Irish fellas called Patsy attractive. Yahoo! Yeah. I enjoyed talking to you loud, Tommy. Lesbians! Yeah. So, on we go with this review of 2021. Sheep dips and rice! Hello, good afternoon, and welcome. The year was packed with more angry Irish people than an episode of Ireland's fittest family. And like fittest family, it required wading through absolute muck just to get through it. In January, Neffet and the government were at each other's throats like a pair of bowsies on EastEnders, each blaming the other for the meaningful minging Christmas 2020. But then they decided to come together and pin the blame on someone else, us. And they continued to blame us. It was our fault for going mad on Mother's Day, they said, blaring Tommy Fleming and licking our mammy's faces. It was the children's fault for double-dropping jelly tots on so-called play dates. Nothing to do with the fact that the health service is creakier than Pavarotti's bed frame. <laughs> or that Professor Philip Nolan compared antigen tests to snake oil, remember that? Or that we outsource all contact tracing in schools to Lorraine in the parents' WhatsApp group. It was hard, friends. Traumatic. And in March, after months of us living like Siberian hermits, hermits in Europe's longest lockdown and in the world's longest work-from-home order, Dr Ronan Glynn, he's the innocent-sounding lad who does Neffa when Daddy Tony's away, told us all to just do a little bit more. We nearly went ballistic. Then in June, Big Daddy Tony Hula 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 Hen got the freedom of Dublin which was like announcing man of the match at halftime. Tony got the freedom to drive around the city and send tweets chastising people for having the temerity, the temerity, to go outside. And it wasn't all COVID though. Owen Harris, remember him? He set up an anonymous Twitter account to spout the sort of anti-shinner boil that you'd usually only see in, well, Owen's now retired column in the Sindo. An Arctic walrus named Wally rocked up off the coast of Kerry. But once he heard how he harassed poor Matt Damon the year before in Dalky, he made a beeline, or a sea line, <laughs> for Wales. Then the Russians hacked the HSE after someone opened the dodgy XL file. And just like that, Paul Reed had an excuse for a whole year's worth of banjaxes. And so, friends, we face a new year. Back to where we started the old one. Neffet and the government at each other's throats more concerned over which of them gets to go on the telly than doing something about the one million people who are waiting on a hospital appointment nobody can go for a bop or even win the bleeding lotto ah the country's gone to pot talk to Joe pass the after eights and will the last person off the island please turn off the lights wash your hands
Tempest Fugit Chipsy Quavers. What a fantastic year it was. Yes. Full of, full of classic, hilarious Boris blunders and dastardly distractions. Wow. And congratulations, you've now had two little distractions with Mrs. Johnson. In- indeed, my darling wife, uh, Marina. Uh, uh, Jennifer. Uh, 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 Carrie uh, is your latest wife, sir. Tickle my twit finger. Yes, 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 of course. The wallpaper queen, Carrie. By the way, we need to figure out which Tory donor we can get to pay for all this baby food and uh, probable divorce. Yeah, well, we've exhausted most of them, using them to pay for the renovations of the flat, your holidays. I see the carpet needs replacing as well, since this one is stained by Allegra Stratton's tears. And Dominic Cummings' leaks. So many exposed scandals and unfortunate quotes of yours. Porker gawker! I say let the controversies rip! <laughs> let, let the scandals pile high in the thousands! I've squashed the sombrero of truth, and no one believes anything anymore! I've exhausted Britain by rogering it raw! <sighs> of course there were some good things. We beat all of Europe in the vaccines race! Huzzah! I've done more jabs than paternity tests! Also, Freedom Day in July, just when we were riding high on the Brexit bounce! The bounce where Scotland now wants to be independent and our exports fell by 40%. Zap my zippers! We, we, we doubled the number of jobs! For Tory MPs, double jobbing in a lake of sleaze! However, I streamlined the sleaze, oozing proudly like our rivers of sewage from London all the way to COP26, where I attempted to cop off with 26 foreign booby wobblers. Oh. Uh, I mean women. There was Afghanistan when Dominic Raab stayed on holidays. <laughs> Things always work more smoothly when Raab is out of the country. Besides, Quite. Matt Hancock couldn't do it. He'd his hands full. Of his advisor's bottom. <laughs> Makes you proud to be British. Stuttering crumpets. <sighs> you also created a hullabaloo over the Northern Ireland Protocol, but totally caved in after all. Brumpering skipples. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Uh, 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 what are we talking about? Uh. I was thinking of Peppa Pig. <laughs> what a lovely porcine rump. Prime Minister. A very short attention span, you see. That's why I can only last five minutes in a marriage. <laughs> anyway, here's to 2022, sir. Yes, let's get sleaze slash mistress slash divorce done. Yeah. Great nipply nannies. <laughs> Cunis now, uh, the housing crisis is a mess. And I know it's easy to lay all the blame for this at Minister Darrow O'Brien's door. Yeah, what? Uh, and the collapse of his leadership ambitions. Me whole. Tis Taoiseach, address me by my proper title. No, I will. But, 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 but there is a solution to all of this. Direct yeah. building by the state. And the tax breaks for REITs. Yes, you don't know. We blame Fine Gael government since 2011, like. Oh. That's the most important. So this cluster shambles in housing. Which happened on the Fianna Fáil housing minister's watch. Though admittedly in our 10 years in power, we didn't cover ourselves in glory on this one. But at least we covered the country in hotels. Hooray! Look, it is unacceptable that investment funds can buy houses ahead of last time buyers. Uh, First time buyers, no? If they manage one in this lifetime, it'll be the last, let's face it. Anyway, no one cared when cuckoo funds were eating all the apartments. Because flats are for the people before profit pavs and students yeah. but we care now because they're going after 80% of middle class estates in Kildare oh. the castle knock of the Midlands it's a disgrace these funds are doing exactly as our tax incentives intended 80% of an estate is unacceptable oh. that's why Minister O'Brien and I will bring in laws to reduce the percentage allowed oh. exactly mm-hmm. the percentage of blame each of our parties accepts for the housing crisis oh, yes. which was totes caused by Fianna Fáil yeah. 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 Yeah.
People losing the run of themselves, yeah. buying up holiday homes in Bulgaria yeah. and slapping balconies all to bungalows. Yeah. That was our old housing crisis, Deputy McGuinness. Oh. But the, the, the question we must ask now is how do we cap the percentage of, vulture of flack that we have to take over oh. this new crisis? Oh. It was Michael Noonan who done it. What? He sat on the housing system in this country <laughs> and he broke it in two. <laughs> in two. <laughs> We know that Noonanomics was a great success attracting vul- uh, investment oh, oh. funds when nobody else was willing to come to a damp country, oh, yeah. not pay any tax right. and then reap massive profits from overcharging young workers to live in a broom cupboard <laughs> with a built-in coffee machine. Oh. Noonanomics achieved our goal yes. to make rents and housing so unaffordable that young people likely to vote for Mary Lou emigrated. As well as trebling people in emergency accommodation oh. and thus creating a multi-billion euro homeless industry. Industry yeah. to increase ministers' options for private sector gigs when retiring oh, oh. in their 40s. <laughs> Upsy daisy. I still didn't know what a tracker mortgage was yeah, in the yeah, end. Yeah. It was a scheme for banks to rob people and put them out of their homes. <laughs> An even better rip-off than that other scheme of theirs known as banking. What is it, O'Brien? Look, we have to be seen to be thinking about tackling these investment yeah, funds yeah, yeah. until everyone calms down and starts roaring about other things oh, yeah. like weddings in Longford. Oh. But I'll meet Pascal Donoghue <laughs> and I'll propose a 70% cap. No, that, that seems very high. Fianna Fáil is willing to accept 35% is it? of the blame <laughs> Honest, we're just 60% to blame for this housing crisis. Right. The old housing crisis was only 35% us, oh, yeah. and no one even remembers Finnegal shouting at Charlie McCreevy to overheat the economy even more. <laughs> now, are we actually going to tackle the corporate landlords or. Don't be ridiculous, nobody. 70% cap? We barely mean 1% of what we promise. Kellen kicks the year in terms of Happy New Year, my presidential manny. Indeed, Sabina Tear. Our petting zoo has really come along with Mishnoch and the pony's arrival this year. And we were among the first to get the vaccine. Yes, we were free to get out and at it again. And yet, you barely left the Oris all year. <coughs> you even made the late late come out here to interview you again. It's more stately to summon the tabardé to one's receiving rooms. I wondered if the president of America himself self arrived, would you even bother to go outside? Ugh, I don't want to be seen hanging out with decrepit old men. Joe Biden's younger than you. <coughs> you turned 80. How could I forget? My birthday was overshadowed by the expiry of Prince Philip. Oh, that was so very sad. Yes, so sad I wasn't allowed to travel to London to enjoy all that royal pomp and bombast. And Vicoline. They gave him three days of telecoverage, whereas my 80th got a mere TG Car special with Van Morrison. Ugh, could they not have found a more like mind? Well, he is an old and grumpy diva. How very dare you, Sabina! Mary Robinson went on to pay tribute to you. Ugh, that waffler who's made millions out of the public sector. <laughs> We've nothing at all in common. Oh, I'm saying nothing. One of the highlights was my brave stance against partition. 
They should have known you weren't going to attend that thing in our mass. Quite, because I'm a socialist Republican. Because you barely leave the house. <coughs> My courageous stance was denounced by that nobody, John Bruton. He's never had a good idea in his life. He made you the Minister for Arts, Culture, the Gwelta, <coughs> the Shogas, <coughs> the Leheris, August Ukterocha. I mean, he hasn't had a good idea since 1994. And now you have the booster. Yes. Surely you must return to full-time duties in 2022 as thought. Oh, yes. State banquets, nights at the opera, government jet-set junkets. I was thinking more like having some other boosted octogenarians over for tea. Oh. Rub shoulders with the common people again? <coughs> well, one must remain cautious. Or I'm afraid I shan't be able to meet my beloved subjects again just yet. Oh, the Irish public will be heartbroken. Therefore, we ought to cheer them up. Perhaps hold a state dinner, white tie, full trappings, just the two of us. Oh, a vicoline, you <laughs> scamp! Seventeen courses! <laughs> I'll order a case of paw secco for broad August Mishnah. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah, my dear. The North. If you thought the Republic was a calamitous bag of basket case lulas, then you weren't paying attention to the six counties, which was beset by burning buses, political heaves and sausage wars. It all started when I, Tommy Garman Belfast, announced my retirement. I left RT in April and wasn't gone a wet week before the loyalists started rioting. It got so fiery, the Brits nearly paid attention. And that attention said it all. Once again, clashes in Northern Ireland overnight, presumably to do with Britain's Brexit. Nothing really happens in Ulster unless it's to do with us, really. As you can see across Don't the Don't you world... just hate it when people make it all about themselves? Meanwhile, unionist leaders like Arlene Foster fanned the bus flames. This is all the shinners doing. Right. When those work-shy, fish-in-a-Friday fiend Nathan Carter knee-slapping, Sidona slurping, spud-humpers attended Bobby Story's funeral, they set in motion a chain of events that caused a bus to go on fire. It's called the butterfly effect and it goes against science, so it must be traced. One thing Arlene couldn't blame on Sinn Féin, the heave that ousted her from the DUP in April. It came after she abstained on a vote to ban gay conversion therapy. That put her short of the bigot quota required to lead a DUP that's queasy about the gays, but oddly fixated on sausages. I now step down as First Minister and I look forward to reinventing myself as a shiny, moderate, unionist pundit. You're a traitor! Parlet! Arlene now works for GB News, which would be described as fascist were it not for the ham-fisted, shonky production standards that fall well below fascist efficiencies. After Arlene, the party held the political equivalent of a draw for Christmas ham to replace her. Edwin Poots, a young earth creationist, emerged as that victorious ham. I will lead the dinosaur-hating, Nordy-Tato-devoted, catastrophic, erectile dysfunction-riddled remains of the Democratic Unionist Party. Poots had barely completed a full sentence before he too was ousted and replaced by Geoffrey Donaldson. It's Sir Geoffrey, and be not afraid, my mainland British friends. I'm a reasonable unionist, so still quite mad. <laughs> and now the First Minister is someone called Paul Given, we think. 
But things weren't all bad. The North managed to keep nightclubs open longer than the South. However, the year ended like so many others up here previously, with Jerry Adams mired in a controversy over doing IRA slogans for a Christmas card. Chucky R, la 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 la. <laughs> I'm hilarious and very adorable. And I slipped away quietly after a problematic retirement due attended by Dennis O'Brien. Because that's just how this Tommy rolls. To the two communities in Northern Ireland, I say, Slánagas Bannacht and God save our sausages. You're listening to Callan Kicks the Year and we are the Liberal Ladies. Uh, Aoife, we should say Liberal Persons. Orla's right. Well, thanks, Shifra, for joining in with her girlsplaining. Their girlsplaining. What? Let's not be offensive. We stand with non-binary entity humans. I'm surprised you can stand up at all after a week of juicing. <laughs> Christmas is such a blur. I don't think two bottles of New World Chilean Sauve Blanc is meant to be on the juice diet. Anyway, we are here. They are here. Shut their mouth. I mean, really. To wish you a happy new year. Oh, Problematic. What? Totes, Tonga celebrates Nupela Yia I Go Long You hours before us. Actually, I was also going to wish the native people of uh, Scotland a happy Hogmanay. In solidarity with the Celts of what I prefer to call Caledonia, I've written a letter to Galway City Council urging it to ban its residents from culturally appropriating their native book fast. <laughs> oh, come on. Back in college, you tongued more bottles of Bucky than you did fellas from Ag Science. What? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> uh... <laughs> she for the shifter we used to call her. <laughs> oh, you guys! I'm going. I'm hanging up. <sighs> <laughs> no, where are we? Yes, what's another year? To quote Johnny Logan's ballad from the Latin word for dirge. Oh, naughty, Marty, naughty. Now, Mr. Dave Fanning is here yeah, yeah, to yeah. discuss <laughs> culture, my boy. Culture, culture. Mm. But I see it's all its all going to be cancelled. No, no, no. We're talking about culture that's been cancelled, I think. Are we? What? Ah, cancelled culture. Oh, no. No, no, no. Sort of. Maybe. Anyway, you'll see people used to use the hashtag Oscars so white. But this year, the complaint was Oscars so shy. Yeah, we love none of that language here. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Now, which Oscar are we talking about? Oscar what? Oscar trainer? No, 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 we're talking about the award. I see. Oscar Ward. Was he a boxer? Anyway, the Oscars went ahead. We had the lowest audience of all time. The whole show was a disaster. The best actor shock went to Anthony Hopkins, who didn't even show up. (laughs) Ah, indeed. Because of the Alzheimer's. Poor man. Yeah, poor, poor. No, no, that's the father. His father has Alzheimer's. Anthony Hopkins' father, he must be a big age. No, 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 he won the Oscar for the father. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. He won in tribute to his old senile no. papa. No, oh, wonderful. Very nice. Lovely no, man. No, a film where he plays someone with Alzheimer. Anyway, never mind about that. What? <laughs> the Golden Globes were cancelled, then uncancelled. But we'll have to wait and see if anyone accepts their awards. Van Morrison might, but he's all but cancelled himself. <laughs> well, we won't have a bad word to say about Van no. on this show. No, no, no. Any cultural <laughs> high points at all? Adele's 30. Well, yeah, she's actually 33, but Celia, good luck to her. Sold her soul to Jeff Bezos on Amazon, of course. 
wouldn't we all says you wouldn't we all James Bond of course was also sold to Amazon and of course the big twist in the Daniel Craig's last film where after three hours spoiler alert he only got the shift once yeah, <laughs> it won't be in the full of your health yeah. and my favourite part of every entertainment year the obituaries <laughs> R.I.P. yeah yeah of course death becomes him or her Christopher Plummer sadly died you know he hated Sound of Music yeah. over my dead body says he and he got his wish poor man another big name Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones stone dead oh, <laughs> of course may he rest in peace Larry King Stephen Sondheim Jackie Mason were all on the list of people who died this year but who of course we all thought had died years ago <laughs> <laughs> indeed house private no flowers <laughs> right that's all from Lyric wait are we not on Virgin now are we I'm still on 2FM but I do me telly with Virgin now yes yes yes, yes. but that's TV yeah. this is radio my dear boy is it who knows I just do the same thing wherever I'm on TV radio online really <laughs> me <Yeah>. too <laughs> well, you can't say that or you'll be cancelled <laughs> Marty cancelled oh. imagine that would it be a lovely rest all the same oh, oh, oh <laughs> wishing you a happy and preposterous new year yeah. Mr Dave Fanning yeah yeah cars go on good luck now where's the door the door I've no idea you'd think I know where it is by now I've been shown it enough times <laughs> don't you know <laughs> Simon do you have a minute uh you, you want to talk to me? Minister Coveney, are you there? Ah, uh, yes, I'm standing right in front of you. Ah! ah! Oh, I didn't see you there. Why do you want to talk to me, Eamon? Nobody ever wants to talk to me. Huh? You probably have the wrong Simon, I suppose. No, I wanted to talk to you about scandals. Oh, am, am I in trouble again? Uh, hold on one second. Oh, <sighs> what are you... Why did you just throw your phone out the window? Ah, uh, it was an accident. What? what a pity all that precious data has been lost. No, I wanted to talk about my scandals. Your scandals? Oh, I'm so ashamed to bring up all the Machiavellian scandalous stuff I've been doing. Uh, like what? I appointed two of my old pals to the Climate Change Advisory Council. Who on earth would want to be on that? That sounds like the worst. Twice a month they get to order in a round of cafe-free soy lattes. Wow. I, I also took a second COVID test after testing positive on the first one so that I could travel to COP26 in Glasgow. Ah, I see what's happened here. You do? Nobody cares about your scandals. What? But why? Because, ah, you're irrelevant. Welcome to my world. The Zapponi thing probably wouldn't even have become a thing if Leo hadn't gone to the party. No. You see, me and the Greens have a lot in common. (gasps) You lick rainbows too? Neither of us have any effect on government policy. Oh. Well, thank heavens for that. Ah, uh, what? You know, you've really put my mind at ease, Simon. Ah, uh, didn't you hear me? We're invisible-like. Our futures are behind us. What a relief. Imagine if some of the things I say out loud became actual policy. Sorry? We'd be drowning in wolves and window box salads by now. Uh, anyway, right. thanks for your help, Simon. Okay, bye. Oh, I wonder if my phone survived that fall. Better run over it with my car just to be safe. <laughs> Claire Byrne here and I've been left with the onerous task of reviewing what the smaller political parties got up to this year. Okay, I want to start with the Social Democrats. Gary Gannon, you've had a pretty uneventful year. No, no, I disagree Claire. We've been extremely busy commenting on the utter implosion of Stephen Donnelly as health minister. We're the lawyer that we kicked him out of our party. I thought he walked away from the Social Democrats. Look, a potato patata. (laughs) I've been walking myself to the bone to ensure that TDs don't get free antitentation 
testing. Would you not be better off trying to get free antigen testing for everyone, including TDs? Well, I would have, but I've been fighting to it and nailed to get religion taken out of the sex education in schools. But should that really be the priority now with schools rampant with COVID? I have to come in here, Claire. Richard Boyd Barrett, Superiority Prattle Before Purpose Party. Nobody has done more for shouting unnecessarily in the doll than I have. Yes, but what have you actually achieved this year? Well, nobody has spent more time shouting at Hall Martin than I. You take that back, that's not true. The Healy Rays have done more shouting at Hall Martin than anyone. That's right. That is untrue. As I recall, the Taoiseach accused Danny of making up quotes that the Taoiseach never said. You can't say that. That's a thundering lie. You're making up quotes that's saying that I'm making up quotes. You take that back. What have the Healy Rays done this year except protest against every single COVID safety measure? Only Holy God above can cure a fever or, 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 or a disease. And the fairies. Do you deny that there were people breaking COVID regulations in your pub in Kilgarvan during lockdown? Everyone in that pub was wearing their masks. Most of them weren't even wearing shirts. Uh, the, the real plague is the rhododendrons. Jeez, uh, oh, oh, I pronounced it properly by mistake. That's not a good enough distraction. Quick, start roaring. Uh, no, no, That's all we have time for. Tune into Claire Byrne Live later when Professor Luke O'Neill will be demonstrating how wearing scuba gear to nightclubs could save the entertainment industry. Hashtag journalism. No. Diane Shah here to tell you some stories from lockdown. Well, 2021 was a lot like the RT player. First it wouldn't start at all, then just when you thought it was going grand, bang, it crashed, and you had to watch the same Dunn's ad 15 times. So, in lockdown, people were so desperate to flee the island, they booked root canals and fillings in Tenerife. Liveline listeners had a right canary about that one. ha! <laughs> Now, Irish people like to think of ourselves as rebels, but no, the lockdowns proved at last that we actually love following rules, no matter how sad and angry they make us feel. And if anyone breaks the Egyptian rules, we love to snitch on them. In Donegal, they opened a rat line for neighbours who don't get along. Nathan Carter got into trouble for throwing a party. Disgraceful carry-on. Where was my invite? I bet he had platters of wagon wheels, the ones with the jam in them that isn't jam. Huh? Eventually, though, things reopened. Penny's appointments had everyone named Ashleen queuing through the big smoke, while journalists who wouldn't be caught dead in a Penny's queued to ask them condescending questions. Hair salons opened, and overnight I went from looking like Michael Harding to Michael Fashbender if he ate spuds for breakfast. Then it was sunny. Summertime! This was when we briefly had a bit of crack because the girls were too busy filming themselves doing the Jerusalem challenge to baton charge young people and fence off the fun. The whole country embraced outdoor dining. Sure you'd think you were in Barcelona, but you were really sitting on a kitchen chair in the car park of a pub in Langford, paying 14 quid for a plate of chicken nuggets. And I'm not calling them goujons. Finally, out of the nightclubs returned. But before we even got to country roads, Desperado and the National Anthem, the government came in, turned on the lights and sent us home. They even closed the chippers before midnight. Now Omicron is here and it's like we're all watching that spinny circle of death on the RTE player again. 
waiting for life to restart. <gasps> there we go. It's back. Oh, no. It is stopped. Oh, it's back. Oh, no. It's just another Dunn's ad. Oh, it's back now. Oh, no. It's broken again. Oh, it's back. No, it's a Kia Motors ad. God help us all. You're listening to Callan Kicks the Year, a look back on the lows and lows of 2021. And a warning now that the next item contains disturbing voices. Stephen Donnelly and the working class accent of the chap running the health service. Lol, Demick. Paul Reid here from the HSE wishing you and yours a happy new year. And I'm Stephen Donnelly, cognitive personality being. This has been a time when we made many learnings in the health service. Yeah, a lot of blue sky thinking and water cooler objectives achieved. Learnings is a word you use when some cock up that people have been warning about for years has happened. Yeah. And a report afterwards says we should have known about it and should have done something about it. Like the cyber attack oh. or the 10 years of reports saying we didn't have enough ICU beds for a normal winter, never mind a pandemic. So, so we are ramping up beds and KPI targets. We've met all our targets for the number of promised beds, even without actually delivering them. And that's a great result. Now, all damn mistakes was before my time. I was busy in Fingal County Council. Where his great greatest challenge was dog fouling in parks. Yeah, perfect guy to run a health service. Cool. But the important thing is that in 2021, we done the vaccines after far fewer cock-ups than usual. Yeah, and the Beacon Hospital queue skippers was only an isolated incident. There was nobody's fault whatsoever. Just a private hospital giving scarce vaccines to a private school instead of old and sick people. Uh, anyway, remember when in April we reached a million jabs and I wouldn't shut up about it? Uh-huh. Great times. I can't believe the HSE done a million bleeding vaccines. Say, uh-oh, uh-oh, say, uh-oh, uh-oh. We're 20 billion euro down and spin the deadlines round and round. Say, uh-oh, uh-oh, say, uh-oh, uh-oh. Can't believe it. They haven't hit a target yet, but like the HSE's radio ads, the dinky fingless singers' dreams are coming true, whether they're true or not. Cause in Leitrim I lie in bed To beacon headlines wreck me head A million jabs is keeping me awake I think of what the world could be If we vaccinate the over 70s Before the start, middle or end of May Oh, a million jabs, give me credit for bleeding sake. I love those memories. And this year we also hit a million people waiting on a hospital appointment. Um, That's a Donnelly Reed record-breaking performance, yeah. Uh, and don't mention the boosters, that's nothing to do with me. I'm far too busy in interviews out in the RTE. Yeah. But learnings have been made. So if anyone asks when their booster is happening, I just say we're fourth best in Europe, okay? And let's be honest, the vaccine rollout was a huge success. And all it took was hundreds of expensive private consultant contracts. Literally thousands of volunteers working for free. The army and queues of healthy people tweeting about how proud they are of Ireland. Ah. If only it can be like this all the time. Yeah. Anyway, see us. I'm off home to Leitrim. Cool. <laughs> and I'm off to polish my CV. Great year, guys. Well done. Jesus. Winning. Well, what's it been like for you? Uh, it's the worst lockdown ever, mate. Oh, yeah, the kids are going mad. I don't know if we can take any more. just want to go out for a scoop or two, do you know? Totally, man. 
How about a game of red light, green light? What the hell is that? What is going on? People of Ireland, springtime! It's time to rejoin society and have a drink with your friends. We're giving you the green light. Wow, huh? deadly! Come on! Points! Oh, brilliant! <laughs> Wait, what? Red light, red light. <gasps> Takeaway only. A hundred meters from where you got them. And not by the canal. Or we'll send in the army. Takeaway only? <sighs> What's the fun of... Ray's starting to sleet now as well. What are we supposed to do? There's no bins or toilets out ah, here. This country. Wait. There, the music again. <laughs> it's summer, people. <gasps> Season outdoor dining now has the green light. Yes. Green light. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of... <laughs> Maybe things are going to be all right. We yes. can drink and we can eat outside. No problem. <laughs> it's going to be the best summer ever. Oh. Oh, now what's this? Red light. <gasps> the Gardaí are now randomly enforcing licensing laws even we don't understand. Hey, come on. So move along, buckos. What is going on? Make up your minds. Get the fences out. These people are having fun. Ah. You can't be doing that. <sighs> this is depressing. Most of Europe is open. No yeah. problem at all over there. How come we're the yeah. paddy last? Wish. Wish. What's that again? Ah, yes. <laughs> You've all been good little girls and boys. Happy autumn. Indoor dining now has the green light. Go out and enjoy yourselves going forward. Yes! yes. This is more like <laughs> it. Inside, drinking and dining and what? Sure, we won't know ourselves at all. <laughs> Uh, here, what is it this time? Red light. Parties are only for VIPs. Half eleven closing time. Don't sit at the bar. Six people max. Vax cert. Photo ID. And your phone number that no one is ever going to ring. Okay then. Uh, this is shite. Jeez, this place is overventilated. I'm freezing. Last orders already. And there's no taxes. This is like the 90s on New Year's Eve. Good news. What? Green light for groups of 200. Yes. And weddings are back. Go on, Neffet. We love you. You're Fick it. Green light for nightclubs. Go away. Full capacity. Yes. Normal closing time. Go mad. Yeah. Do what you traditionally do in nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> Red light. Yeah. Tickets are required. An hour in advance. COVID certs only. Ah, oh, oh, no. for Jesus' sake. It's only been a week. Can we not have a bop in peace? Red light. What? Red light. What? Clubs must close at midnight uh, now. No. You're not serious. Red light. All clubs must shut immediately. What? Hope you had fun. Goodbye forever, nightclubs. Uh, <laughs> oh well, at least the pubs are open and we can have a party with all our Red friends. light! Back to six people per table. No sitting at the bar. Distancing. Closing at midnight. Get home, you have to be up in the morning. Ah, to hell with this. Everyone back to mine for a house party. I'm going to Belfast. This country. Give them a clue what they're doing. Open, close, open, Jim Brawley here But RTE will probably cut this bit out Because like they usually do When I'm talking about the United Ireland or Kerry football Remember the GA semi-final When one of their so-called legends Became chokers You have to be ruthless in Gaelic football You have to be like Tyrone Don't get me started on Mayo Poor this year. Here's Jerry Canning. Mayo, of course, finally beating Dublin in the championship and getting that monkey off their back. But the Mayo resurgence lasted about as long as that of nightclubs. The Red Hands of Tyrone had more cases of COVID than the average Bunskull, and yet still won the Sam McGuire, despite more mysteries surrounding their vaccine status than the whereabouts of Aidan O'Shea on All-Ireland Final Day. You see, the best thing about this year's championship is the fact that it was pure knockout football. Brutal, no-nonsense, totally controversial, and leaves everyone feeling uneasy, just like when I appear in the telly. 
Not to hurling. Jerlock Nan has the banter here. I tell you, there was only one team of men this year. The boys at Limerick, they didn't just win the Harley. They absolutely demolished it. Men for men. They won nearly every All-Star. Jez, it's a pity they didn't do the Euro Minions because they would have won that as well. And Bake Off, and Strictly, and RuPaul's Drag Race, and Love Island. Especially if it was an island where fellas just had to make sweet, passionate, sweaty love to a slitter. They're still a young team, Limerick. The average age just 25 years of age, which means they have all Ireland medals. They have all stars, but they cannot get care insurance. Now, outside the GE, this was a magnificent 12 months for horses in Ireland, except for one massive story. Gordon Elliott, who was disgraced, shunned, treated like a Joe Brawley on the Clareburn Live show just because he was photographed sitting on a dead horse. He got more abuse for associating with horse meat than Larry Goodman ever did. The hero of the year was hands down Rachel Blackmore, the most beloved Rachel since the one from Friends. And that Rachel might think she's L'Oreal worth it, but let's get real here. She might have rode Brad Pitt, no one's disputing that. But has she ever rode the winner at the Aintree Grand National? No, she's a choker. Anyway, back to Gordon Elliott. The horse he sat on was so dead, even the yard Ted Walsh visited couldn't have revived him. You see, last year, Ted Walsh was nearly blamed for bringing COVID home from Cheltenham. This year, he was found wandering around during a doping raid. Like, what's wrong with the man? Well, says I to the lads, am I the only dope around here? And me in my seventies, I don't know nothing about her horses or smoking or what they do in their spare time. Though I do hear the young people eat horse tranquilizers at the raves now. I don't know what that's like myself, but I did eat a fistful of horse oats once. And I tell you, it ran ragged through me like a pint to pint of a wet afternoon in Turles. Sure, look at God knows what trouble I'll just walk into next. Tis no wonder I wasn't at young party at Downing Street or the, or the hullabaloo in the Capitol Hill in Washington in January. Incredible. Anyway, that's your GA and horses. Joe Brawley out. This is BBC News, I'm Hugh Edwards. Twelve months in review that most of us are happy to see in the rear view. This year, many British families said they found the royals very relatable, especially their commitment to never mentioning all that unpleasantness about a weird uncle. Yes, Prince Andrew, were his sweat glands silent or silenced? In March, Oprah's big interview with Meghan Markle and the ginger formerly known as Prince Harry was watched across the globe. Who knew the end of the monarchy would begin with Oprah Winfrey in a tracksuit, listening to Meghan in a hen house, comparing herself to the Little Mermaid? Piers Morgan stormed out of ITV in a huff after his attacks on Meghan were criticised, making everyone realise that Morgan is basically just Jeremy Clarkson's barking backside in a suit. Meanwhile, Brexit teamed up with the pandemic to deny migrant worker visas, the result being a glimpse into the past that Brexiteers so wished to return to. It was all there. Empty supermarket shelves, mass destruction of livestock and a run on petrol stations. We panic bought ourselves right back to the 1970s. Well done, Britain. 
In April, Prince Philip Mountbatten passed away after a long illness. Very long. He looked like an extra from The Walking Dead since the late 90s, kept alive by the last of the slavery money, I expect. And the year ended with a stark climate change conference in Glasgow. Stark because the reason they brought world leaders to Scotland was to show them what the end of the world might look like. And so on to 2022 we go. Year three of Covid, year seven of Brexit and the Chinese New Year of the Tiger, which is nearly as extinct as the UK Labour Party. Plus a change, which I believe is what the French call FML. That's all the news from the year. Take care and go back to sleep, Britain. This was the year we said goodbye to this. And hello to this. Funk me! I'm Dobbo, and welcome as we look back on a series of scandals that engulfed 2021. And if you don't mind, I'm going to pour myself a gin before we jump in. Just a little more. Right, it all began in February, while the rest of us were distracted with trivial matters like a never-ending level 5 lockdown. Catherine Zappone was texting Simon Coveney with an indecent proposal. Simon! Hello from the piglet! We've all heard about jobs for the boys. Well, how about a job for this girl? Hit me up and top up my pension. Hi, Catherine. Yes, that can be arranged. Thank you for making me feel important. And that was just a reenactment. Coveney deleted his texts and his chances of ever becoming party leader. A leak from Cabinet resulted in a Fine Gael sting operation to catch the leaker, whoever he or she, but probably he, may be. If anybody accuses me of leaking again, I'll report them to the Oireachtas thing and block them from my social media. Block, block, block! In the end, Minister Harris didn't lodge any complaint. Strange. Block! Meanwhile, the Zapponi crony threw a rule-breaking party in the Marion Hotel as Coveney struggled to explain why his text messages had been deleted. Ah, uh, I wanted to save space on my phone. No, no, wait, it was for security reasons. Uh, no, it was an accident as I was boogieing to the Jerusalem challenge at the time. No, wait, it was a butt Uh, It fell on my yacht. (sighs) I need a top-up. After Coveney survived a vote of no confidence, it looked like Fine Gael had survived another scandal until Leo Varadkar held his annual event to make the nation cringe. Just days after insisting the Electric Picnic Music Festival should not go ahead and definitely shouldn't follow the example of England, he went to a music festival in England where he was photographed knuckle-deep in his nostrils. Absolutely disgraceful that someone invaded my privacy like that. Um, If you want a picture of me, then arrange a photo op where I'm buying some new shoes. That way you'll get my Totalair socks in too. He was dressed especially badly at the festival. In fairness to Leo, he has smashed that horrible stereotype that all gay men have a great sense of fashion and style. Wow, I barely have time to mention the Davy 16 scandal. The Davy stockbroker scandal was perfect because it was full of bamboozly financially words and very big number wombers that left the public confused and woozy. So they didn't pay any attention to it at all. Basically, rich men behaved badly and as punishment were retired off on full pensions while the disgraced firm was sold, thereby making them even richer. And yet Ireland got more angry about a man who sat on a dead horse and that's why what 2022 needs is more gin Uh, so yeah 2022 is going to be a big year the rotating tish changeover date beckons Uh, yes when I stand on as cortish and become cortish no 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 I get promoted from cotish Mm -hmm. 
to Cotish. Well, but that's that's just what I said in terms of... Yeah, but I just make everything sound totes cooler, TBH. What are the chances of either of us actually surviving as party leaders for the handover? Sorry? Or will it just be Helen McEntee and Michael McGrath leading the most boring government of all time? Wow, yeah. He's even more dull than you, and that's saying something. And she's an even more bland and underachieving minister than you, and that's saying something. Anyway, I've got new projections for my approval ratings in 2022. Oh. They were put together by the Neffet modelling team. Oh God, uh, this won't be accurate, so go on. Basically, if COVID ends and everyone gets to party and the cost of rent comes down, mm. my self-satisfaction rating could be back at Bertie percent. You? Popular again? So that's the most pessimistic scenario, I take it. <laughs> Touché. <laughs> Though I guess you're right. If affordable homes for POVs is the price of my self-satisfaction ratings recovering, <laughs> I'm not sure I care for that. The Neffet modelling I've seen says there could be a new variant of Fianna Fáil leader by September. Thank God they're usually completely wrong, like... Well, they might be correct for just this once. And not a chance. September next year, that's the month of Garth Brooks, the return of the ploughing, the All-Irelands. Oh. It'll be culty Mardi Gras in terms of Middle Ireland will be so drunk and full of barbecues, I might accidentally be popular like. Wow. Yeah. I never thought 2022 could potentially be worse than the last two years. Ah, stop. <laughs> okay, then. Look, look, let's just do the sign-off, all right? Okay, peeps. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Callan's Kicks will return. Along with most of us what? going forward what do you, in terms of what do you mean happy new year loser <laughs>